Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. Alrighty, so we basically have two games to talk about today. We also have to talk about the Alex Centrone suspension, what happened to Ramon Laureano, and Joe Kelly, baby Joe Kelly, has made some news. And uh, the Astros won a game, but they lost a game last night. And uh, so we didn't get a chance to do a show yesterday, but we'll go and talk about last night's game and tonight's game. And the Astros are looking better bullpen is a little bit scary you can get locked on astros on podcasting app himalaya as well as google podcast apple podcast and spotify when you get in car tell your smart device to play the podcast locked on astros today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need we actually had a request uh, on um, twitter for a h-town wheelhouse rant on last night's game the game where the astros lost uh, what was the final score seven to six in the tenth inning or something like that? I was yes, actually it, half asleep when you texted me. It was funny because we both said, "Hey, can you do the show solo tonight?" But we were both exhausted. We are both teachers, and it just we're having to basically reinvent the wheel, and it's it's very stressful. But I'm glad we're able to do a podcast. It's not super late tonight, but let's go ahead and rant about that game. It was a 7-6 Astros loss. Well, it started with Brennan Belak being pulled in after after five innings of excellent ball. Paredes came in, gave up an earned run. Blake Taylor came in, gave up two runs, then scrub, and then he actually got a hold. But Presley, Presley, with a blown save, infuriating, Eric. Second the one Astros, of the season. Yeah, the Astros had the lead. The Astros were leading 6-2. to two. Like when you have a six to two lead and you take that into the seventh inning, you think you have a secured win. No, go the top of the. I mean, yeah, the top of the seventh innings. They scored three runs, and guess who hit a home run? Hunter Pence. Guess how many hits he had before that game? Two. So he he doubled his total for the season, and the bullpen looked abysmal. And then our good old boy Yukon Cornelius came in. And he gave up two hits and a run. So that was interesting. But maybe Rayleigh at the end, pitching a third of an inning, was a sign of things to come. And we'll talk about that later. But, Eric, it was frustrating because we were, I mean, we were 5 for 13 with runners in scoring position. Okay. Brantley didn't have a hit. Altuve had that one single that actually scored a run. But the offense, we, we had single hits here and there. We had Tucker had a multi-hit game. Reddick had a multi-hit game. But how do you lose to San Francisco in the 10th inning when you're leading 6-2? to two? There's one word. Can you guess what it is? How do you lose? Bullpen? Yeah, bullpen. Oh, my gosh. It's 
So, Eric, you said we – okay, so we were the best bullpen last year. Where's our bullpen rank this year? No, no. I mean, earlier in the season, we had one – we had one the best bullpen ERA. I remember us talking about this right. on the podcast. And now I'm pretty sure it's, like, one of the worst. And We I, are dead last. We're worse than the Phillies. Even when I was watching tonight's game and the Astros had a 5-1 lead in the ninth inning, I'm like, um, no lead is safe with this bullpen. And exactly. I, I don't want to see Sice my- need in the game. I do not want to see Josh James. And there's actually a funny story with that. Uh, you'll have to tell me about what actually happened with the Rayleigh situation. I thought it was you had to face a minimum three batters. But uh, you remind me that it's actually, uh, once you it, it, let's just say that it has to be the same inning. But Rayleigh went out there and Dusty Baker said, okay, you can go and pitch. And so he got two quick outs and then everybody thought that he was going to pull him for Evan Longoria, but he actually stuck with uh, Rayleigh and we got to avoid Josh James in the bullpen. And I love Josh James. I think that he's going to be a great reliever, but right now he has no clue. There's so many pitchers on this Astro staff that look like they have no clue. Ryan Presley, he could look absolutely great, and then he can look like he did that one night. We have a few names that are really, really looking good right now. Blake Taylor and then a few others. <laughs> Paredes, I guess you got to say Paredes, but it's the bullpen is kind of scary, and there's not any veteran arms in there. You got Ryan Presley and the boys, basically. Exactly. We do not – I mean, we are hurting right now. Now – some really good news came out today, and there was an article posted, I believe it was in Houston Chronicle where, or MLB, that um, Verlander is actually going to resume throwing pretty soon, and they hope that that yields the results they want. I know um, Urquidy is said to be really, really close, and basically the pitchers that are on the shelf right now, a lot of them are starting to throw. That's a good sign. Also, I hear that Jordan Alvarez is supposed to arrive on Friday. They talked about it tonight at the end of the game. I can't remember if it was Stanton or Eschenfelder, but apparently from what Dusty Baker said today, Jordan Alvarez could possibly be in an Astros uniform Friday when they when they square off against their opponent on Friday night. Yeah, I think the uh, official thing from earlier, well, this was what Brian McTaggart wrote about earlier, but he could return to the lineup very soon. I guess he could kind of hint uh, uh, with the off day tomorrow that he could be in the lineup on Friday. So, yeah, this is what I've been saying on the podcast for the last uh, few days. This lineup, even though they won, they scored five runs today, they need Alvarez in this lineup to make it a formidable, to make it something that pitchers fear. I mean, there's a lot of good players on this team, and I know that Jose Altuve, he had the day off today. But the Astros still scored five runs, and he, hopefully that day off, followed by another day off tomorrow, will help him kind of reset his season. I know that there's a lot of pressure, especially with him. Possibly he, a lot of people believe that he had nothing to do with the sign stealing, and uh, some people think that this is really eating at him because he he feels like he has to prove it. And I think you see a lot of Astros players like that. But speaking of little controversies, let's go and talk a little bit about the suspension that Alex Centrone got. And he got a 20-game suspension. Now, this is not something that, like, players can appeal, but he cannot. So he's going to be, the Astros going to be without a hitting coach for 20 games. Will that really matter? I don't think so. I think somebody else will just kind of step up. But 
it, it just it is going to cause a little gap. And so hopefully the offense doesn't kind of go downhill. But at the same time, uh, the offense is at the bottom of the hill. Well, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's okay. I know, I know what you mean. I we all understand what you mean, Eric. But we also know that we've got to start pushing the car back up the hill, right? Like, uh, yeah, I think having more focus maybe and just kind of being able to think more clearly and uh, just kind of feeling more right. So uh, do you have any situation, any ideas for how do you get people to focus better? Yeah, whether you're Jose Altuve, he's in a slump and gets a day off and actually has two days off, or whether you are uh, Mr. Brooks Rayleigh who's, who goes back into the game when he's not supposed to, it doesn't matter because right now I've got I've got a solution for those of y'all that work eight hours a day in an uncomfortable chair and you need support throughout the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. These two products are this, CBD Freeze with Menthol. It's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD recovered with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica, vitamin B6, to give you the support you need where it matters most. So right now, we can make it even easier for you with these, with this amazing duo of topicals. CBDMD is offering right now our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. Now, one of the things you have to realize that if you can't, if you don't get your mail delivered to you and you have to go to a mail center or you've got the old school post office box, but your car breaks down, I've got the perfect solution for you there. You need to go to rockauto.com. No longer do you have to worry about chain stores changing prices, um, giving a professional mechanic one price, giving you another. You can go into rockauto.com, a family-owned business for 20 years. They've been online. They can save you 30 to 50% off. No matter what the part is, they have it. Thousands of models across hundreds of different products. You can find it. It's easy to use. I've used it myself. I love this website. So this is what you need to realize. They have a unique catalog that is navigable. Best of all, their prices are low. They're always there for you for do-it-yourselfers like you and me, the average Joe. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, so let's play this little game. Let's go ahead and piss off H-Town Wheelhouse, and let's see if he can do a little rant. So uh, we kind of talked about Centrone, and I know that he insists that he didn't talk about anybody's mama. And so uh, I don't know if that's true, but 20 games, does that seem like a lot? That's basically what one third of the season. Do you think that was fair? And do you think it was fair that Ramon Lariano only got uh, six games? And do you think it's fair that Joe Kelly, we haven't really talked about this. He's now, uh, he appealed his suspension and he got it knocked down to five games. I believe he's on the IL right now. So it's not going to really take effect right now. But do you think that all this is fair? Okay, I think Lirano should have gotten a longer suspension, and I'll tell you why. Because not only did he charge the dugout, but he it started at home plate, and his gestures and his taunting went all the way down the first baseline. And then 
See, here's the thing. As a grown man, when you hear someone chirping at you from behind you, you don't turn around and re-engage that because you're already pissed off. That guy's pissed off. And when I look over, you're like, oh, it's a coach talking smack? Oh, shut up, man. Whatever. Just turn your back and move on. Centrone was wrong. I actually think the Centrone suspension was appropriate. Now, it was the longest suspension since there was a 15-game suspension handed out years ago. And I cannot recall the name of Kenny the... Rogers, maybe. Okay, or... Kenny Rogers. Thank you for the Rangers. It was yes, and that that was that was an incident that started, and it was a big mess. I couldn't remember. I knew it was a pitcher. I didn't want to misquote. I was thinking it was a Yankee all of a sudden, just because you know the Yankees are apparently the bad guys, um, the evil empire. And so yeah, Kenny Rogers got 15 games. Well, Centrone got 20 games. I'll tell you why he got 20 games, Eric. He's a coach. He's a coach, and he put out the appropriate statement. Some people said that the Astros should have fired him. And the only reason why they say that, Eric, and this this is what pisses me off. This is what pissed me off. Other fans, fans of other teams go, well, you should have fired them. See, there they go, the Astros, without penalties. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They literally fired their GM and their head coach. So you want to fire him now for something in 20 – it's like they want to attach 2017 to everything that happens to this club. And then they want Ramon Liriano to be, have zero games because he was just defending his mom. Nobody has come out. There has been no tape and no evidence whatsoever. There's no been no trash can sound come out about Alex Centrone saying whatever he said. I'm sorry, Liriano. Grow a set, man. Get over it. Build a bridge and get over it. Call the ambulance and do what you got to do. But, you know, Centrone got his. He took it like a man. He admitted he shouldn't have said a darn thing. And Joe Kelly, the only reason why MLB allowed that appeal to go through, the only reason is because Liriano got more games. Actually, he got more games than Liriano. And Liriano was trying to fight. Now, if Joe Kelly had hit the Astros players, if Joe Kelly, I think his suspension should have been longer because not only did he almost hit them, but he's like, nice swing, you know, B or whatever he said. Well, yeah, he's mocking them. And that's what Ramon Liriano is doing too. Exactly. So the reason why Liriano, I mean, the reason why Joe Kelly's suspension got reduced is because they didn't want Joe Kelly to have a longer suspension than Liriano. Here's the problem. Leadership. Leadership is where everything starts. MLB has a leadership problem. I don't pretend that I could be the commissioner of any league, okay? My dad was commissioner of our sports league growing up in Crosby, Texas. That's nothing compared to what Rob Manfred's got. But every step of the way, there's not a single fan base in this country that believes Rob Manfred has done a good job by MLB. He screwed up this COVID crap. He screwed up the negotiations. He screwed up with apparently the Astros punishment. He screwed up with the Red Sox punishment. They surely haven't done a damn thing to the Yankees. They won't unseal the letter. They're protecting them. It's just a freaking mess. Rob Manfred, we should start a campaign, should be let go, should be fired. But you know why he's not, people. You know why he's not. Because he makes the owners money. Exactly. And Gabby hit on that topic weeks ago. Locked on Red Sox. Go check her out. Girl at the game. She's great. She's like... Those owners have never been had fatter pockets in their life than with Rob Manfred at the helm, and that's why he's there. Yeah, and I think that the off the MLB office, front office, or whatever, they probably got a lot of backlash for that Joe Kelly uh, suspension. So maybe this was the way of kind of making it um, 
make it in up a little bit, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't care about Joe Kelly. I know we'll face the Dodgers again some point this year, but I don't really care. I do care that the Astros won today. They did so with uh, George Springer back leading off. He had a single and he had a walk. He did leave three runners on base. His batting average is still down a little bit, but he's still doing what he needs to do. And it was so good to see him in the lineup. I'll feel even better when I see him in the outfield. But Zach freaking Grinky, he finally gets his first win. I didn't know that. This is his first win of the season. And uh, he had an excellent game. A lot of people will probably say, well, you could have left him in. But he did have runners on uh, first and second, I think, one out. And he even told on his last batter, I forgot who it was, but he even told uh, that batter what was coming. And that batter still messed up and uh, popped it up. So Zach Greinke... I love not having fans in the stands during his starts because he was even arguing with the umpire. He's like, hey, you can't keep on missing those those calls. That That's pathetic. You you got to do better. So I just love Zach Grinke. And I know earlier a lot of people probably didn't like his uh, stick, but I think that it, he's very appealing to the Houston crowd. I think that people can relate to him because he's honest and we, we have to uh, defend our city basically all the time with uh, what happened in 2017. So Zach Greinke is uh, one of my favorite Astros players now. George Springer's still up there, but uh, Zach Greinke is kind of going up there. Exactly. And Zach Greinke hasn't had the opportunity for wins, A, a because you know his first start was not great, but the other few start, the other couple starts he had, he was pulled early. He didn't really get the support he needed. And Pitching Ninja on Twitter actually tweeted out Zach Grinky calling out signs, and he put the word "legend" and he plays. Where basically Grinky told Maldonado the second set after one, and he goes second set after two, and he's literally telling the batter what's coming. And not only that. Right before he got pulled from the game, or right before his last batter, he walked a guy. And Grinky yelled at the umpire. He said, hey, come on, let's go. He goes, you can't miss those every time. And, I mean, he is just up there like a freaking legend. And my, my wife just observes things. You know, she's not an avid baseball fan, but she, she observes things in the background. And she goes, you know, I used to think that guy Grinky was really weird, but I bet you he's a really cool guy. Look at him. She goes, that guy looks like a really smart guy that you wouldn't want to get like in an argument with. And I was like, exactly. And then right around that time, Eric, they panned over and Jose Altuve sitting in the stands. And my wife goes, oh, he looks so cute. He looks like a little kid. (laughs) And and I said, he kind of looks sad. He's probably like Jose Altuve is probably hating not being out there. His team's winning. And he's such a driven player that he wants to be out on that field, you know. And let me just caveat to this. I'm I'm working on an article right now, and it's going to be rather lengthy. I haven't finished it, but I've got some reasons why I believe Jose Altuve is where he is. And, Eric, I think for Altuve to have a successful season, if he gets to 260 or 270 by the end of the season, I think we can call that a success, where by Jose Altuve's standards, that's not good. But, man, how about Martin Maldonado? Martin Maldonado was a wild pitch and a runner going home away from hitting a grand slam tonight. Yeah. You know, he, he look he doesn't always get a hit, but when he does, it's typically pretty good. I know his batting average is 209, uh 742 OPS, but 
He's getting it done when, and he's playing great defense behind a plate. And I just want all the listeners to point out that H Town Wheelhouse does not listen to me when I talk because I said the exact same thing about what Grinky said, and then he says it like right afterwards. And so now we have proof that he does not listen to me. I just want to. I do listen. No, to you. you don't. No, I was just no. I was just putting a bow tie on it, brother. I was just putting the icing on the cake. <laughs> you didn't see me. I was like, "What the heck? What are you doing?" But that's okay. That's what makes this fun. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I the Astros dropped to third place after last uh, the uh, third. Wait, what day is Tuesday night's loss? But now the Rangers are losing right now to the Mariners. I didn't think that was possible, but. Uh, so if they do win, then the Astros will be back in second place. The reason why second place does mean something, because I saw a projected playoffs if the season ended a few days ago. I think it was Monday. And the Astros would be playing who if the season ended today in the playoffs? The Yankees. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. I would love to beat the Yankees again. I mean, playing the Yankees in the playoffs is like an automatic win, isn't it? 2015, 2017, 2019. I mean, that's awesome. You know, I, I I admit I have been somewhat a Debbie Downer lately when it comes to talking about the Astros' chances. I was literally the other night um, ready. Actually, I guess last night I I was dozing off too. I have to confess, I was so tired, and I was like, you know what? Let's just let's just let's just hang it up. Screw it. You know, season's over. And after today, I'm like. No, man, F that, dude. I want to freaking win this thing. And here's the thing. I'm not worried about the West. Oakland may be at first at the end of the season, but there is no way this side of heaven that the Rangers or the Angels or the Mariners have the steam. Because here's the difference. They have to keep winning. The Astros will eventually start winning. Mike Trout can hit 20 bombs in this season or 30 bombs. They still won't win the division. Yeah, Mike Trout has been so wasted, dude. He hit like two home like, the dude's been on fire since he became a dad. He's, like, crushing the ball, and his team sucks. Like, now, good thing they beat the A's a couple games. That was nice. They got them off their win streak. But they're not going to win a majority of their games because they don't have the pitching to back it up. Eric, we got Urquidy coming back soon. We've got Grinky. I mean, we've got Verlander starting to throw. There's some hope there. Um We've got other people. Um, Osuna may actually be back by the end of the season, they're yeah, saying right. now. Yeah, right. I'm I, just, hey, I, dude, I'm... we've got to be positive, man. we got to be – don't don't be raining on my parade, when, man. When you saw how he came off that mound and you saw how his elbow was, yeah, that's not happening. But I know that they well, talk about that. But I, okay, I, okay. But at the same I'll, time, okay. we don't I'll have a closer. We don't have a closer right now. Basically, Ryan Presley has – Shat yeah, we do. The Hook Rayleigh, man. Hook Rayleigh's your new closer. Nah. That nah. dude's got a hook on that curve, man. Yes. Hook Rayleigh. He's so I tall, too. Hook He's Rayleigh. like a tall, skinny guy. And I didn't rec- recognize who he was at first. But uh, I really – I don't remember when the trade deadline is. I'll have to look that up for tomorrow's show. But I really think that the what the Astros need to do is before trade deadline, they're going to have to go out and get somebody, not Rayleigh, go out and get a veteran pitcher. I know some people say, well, that's Fernando Rodney. He could be coming up pretty soon. And you've got some Brad Peacock and you have, uh, who else am I thinking about? Um, who could be coming back pretty soon? Yes. Well, here's the- Jose or Kitty. He could be coming back exactly. too. But um, I, I think that they like what he could do in the playoffs. And I really think that they're going to 
gear him towards getting back into rotation. So he may be a long guy to kind of get started. So he may go two innings, then three innings, and four innings, and then work his way up. But Because uh, I think that he is a big game pitcher. I'm not so sure. I think Christian Javier will do good in a playoff game. Brandon Belak, I think he throws too many strikes to possibly pitch in a playoff game, but I could be totally off there. So I think that the Astros are looking to get Jose Kitty back in the um, rotation at some point. And Josh James, this guy, I, he's nope. he's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. And <laughs> James, yeah, James is he's he, Eric. Here's the thing: we know he's got the potential. We know he can do it. I mean, he's got the old baseball line. He's got the stuff. He's got good stuff. He's got a high ceiling. He's got potential. He's a pros pro, whatever sports cliche you want to use. But at the end of the day, um. I don't know. I, I just, I think, I think it gets inside James's head. Um, he tries to throw too hard. He loses control. Then he tries to take some off, and then he tries to throw breaking balls, and he just gets shelled. But um, for the folks out there, Brooks Raley is exercising some of that KBO power from the Korean Baseball League, I believe. And he's also from San Antonio. He's actually born in San Antonio. He went to college at Texas A&M University. Whoop! For all you Aggie fans out there. So that's pretty cool. A little guy comes back and he's home. I mean, he last pitched in the major leagues in 2012 and 2013 before he came back this year. And so he's, he's an interesting story. And if anybody can do the right thing with him, it would be Brent Strom. Yeah. Brent Strom is going to do great things. Um, he's already Cy Young right now. I mean, he's, he pitched one and two-thirds inning today, and he pitched uh, one-third inning yesterday. So that's basically two innings of Cy Young stuff. So well, um, he's, he's almost He's there. an early Cy Young candidate. Yeah. yeah, his ERA may be six. <laughs> See, hold on. <laughs> hold on. You just you just got on to me for being too optimistic. I know, I know. Now you're, like, giving him a Cy All righty, all righty. I, I okay. was being sarcastic right. there. Speaking okay, of well. <laughs> listeners, um, we forgot to do this earlier in the show, so I wanted to go and throw this out. And uh, Trevor Hauer on Twitter says, just listen to another fantastic episode of Locked On Astros podcast with Eric and H-Town Wheelhouse. And he said he's listening from Grand Island, New York. So we got a lot of people from New York that like to listen to the show. That's awesome. Yeah, and, man. And uh, – who was the guy that uh, said he wanted to hear your rant? Let's go ahead and give him a shout, shout out. Uh, I have to. Um, I have to find that. Um, I know because. Oh, I, okay. I here it is. It's Cool Arrow, uh, eighty. He said that I was hoping for a H Town wheelhouse rant this morning, but the the way this game was going, this was when the Astros were losing one nothing today. Uh, we'll get one tomorrow, but uh, hopefully, Cool Arrow, you got H Town wheelhouse's rant and. Uh, that's all we are going to do for tonight's podcast. And guys, thank you for continuing listening to the show. Spread the word. And we'll be here all season. And hopefully the Astros overtake the A's once everybody starts getting healthy. But uh, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I think that with eight teams getting into the playoffs, you just want to get into a show and then you see what happens. We'll talk to you Hook tomorrow. Rayleigh. Huh? I said Hook Rayleigh. <laughs> all righty. We'll talk to you tomorrow.